Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Good evening and welcome to Spooky Sundays, where if it can go wrong, it will and we'll blame it on the ghosts. Welcome, we've got Cousin Steve, Auntie Renata and myself, Auntie Anne, here in studio to bring you a bevy of spooky stories and ghostly happenings and maybe some things that we got up to over the weekend as well. Uh, And don't forget, you can always join in and be part of the show by texting 0490 And I, for those who are watching on the YouTube channel right now, you'll see that we've put the number there for you so you can follow along. And yes, Auntie Renata is in trouble already. So the most important question is, what were we looking, what were we looking through? So we were looking through something. Oh, don't worry. She's traumatised herself worry. now. I was speaking to our lovely people that are watching us live on YouTube and uh, and push the buttons. <laughs> well, that was the, the intro music. You I'm know how this show works. Yeah, you've know. got to be you've able to be multimedia. We've been doing early. it for two years now. Multimedia people. You've got to look and you've got to talk Sorry. and you've got to speak. And Actually, you it's two and, two and a half years, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And um, oh. Spooky, not Spooky Sundays, True Hauntings has just turned three. Oh. Yes. As we reached 600,000 downloads. I hope it's got its bloody dummy out of its mouth. Yes. <laughs> For only 140 episodes, 600,000 downloads. So we want more. We yeah. want more. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, what are you doing? Absolutely. <laughs> Become a True Hauntings fan. True Hauntings podcast is the podcast that we put out every well fortnight at the moment, and that is where we have a particular topic somewhere haunted, and we dive deeply into the story behind <gasps> it. So we like talk this. about the history, we talk about the hauntings, the ghosts, the spirits, what's going on, what's behind the story. Is it really a ghost or is it something a little bit more nefarious that's going on? And then we give you our take on whether we think it's a true haunting or not. Hmm. Oh, I like your enthusiasm. That was great, Renata. Yeah. Look, we have a suggestion here from one of our watchers, Dave. Uh, I have a suggestion. Steve has his creepy corner. Anne has the ABC of mythical stuff. I think Renata should open up the Witch's Well. Oh. All things magical and stories of famous witches. Oh, that's a good one. I, I could do that. I like it. Mm. I thought you already had your own segment called Renata's Ramblings, which just repeats <laughs> the same things over and over again. And that might happen again <laughs> quite soon because I'm reading from the mirror. That's why we love you. Mm. <laughs> uh, All right, well, okay. what have you got for us? Now, I have spoken about this woman before. Um, you might not 
remember. But this is, it'll come back to you. It'll come back to you because this is about Brocard. Brocard. Oh, yes, I remember she Brocard. Married, yes, and she married oh, she's the one a Victorian that soldier. Yeah. Mm, well, she's back. So a woman who married a ghost but then divorced him earlier this year oh. over cheating allegations oh. has revealed she has now decided to become a nun. Well, she's already getting none, so. You know. The Bit singer, and look, I feel, I was thinking about this before I go on, I feel for Brocard because, ladies, let's, let's, let's all think for a moment. We've all been in a fantasy relationship, haven't we? We have all been down that dark road where we thought we were getting one thing and we got something else completely. So <laughs> I know. I know what Brocard is going but through. But she's really? been a f- in a fantastic relationship. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, mm, so she's it. a singer-songwriter from Oxfordshire and she fell in love with Eduardo. Remember Eduardo? Eduardo. A ghost of a Victorian soldier in late 2021. It was only a short marriage. And he appeared in her home. Hello. <laughs> but their marriage, their marriage hit the rocks over the claims of infidelity. I wonder how she found out. And him often ghosting her for days. <laughs> so, Brocard 40, oh, oh, darling, you're getting on, decided to call it quits <laughs> on her shady relationship this summer, even going as far as to have an exorcism to rid herself of the spectre. Oh, we all know how that goes. Oh, we're having an exorcism, mm. are we? But Eduardo had other ideas and haunted and stalked her using bizarre disguises after she tried oh, to move wow. on from the relationship. So the singer has taken the astonishing step to try to ditch love altogether by becoming a nun and taking a vow of celibacy. Please write in the comments what do you think this is going to last for those watching, for those playing along right now. Do you think Brocard can keep her celibacy? The singer says after she realised her troublesome ex didn't seem able to pester her while she was in church, she knew what her plan of action should be. Oh, that means he was a demon. Brocard told needtoknow.co.uk, I am at my wit's end. Eduardo blew up the TV when he saw our wedding on Gogglebox. He wouldn't go anywhere near churches or priests, so I'm hoping he's scared of nuns also. Oh, he hated nuns. <laughs> He hated the thought of me dating real men, so perhaps he mm. will be content and finally rest in peace if I turn to God and a life of abstinence. I don't know how she came to that conclusion. Mm. I do. Mm. And she gets another uh, article in the newspaper and a little bit more. A few um, thousand volts will fix Brocard, I think. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't finished yet. Oh, okay, At more. least he won't feel threatened by other men as he hates me dating. If it gets rid of Eduardo, then it will be a blessing in disguise. I don't know how I'll cope with no sex. I'm a very passionate person. I'm not sure praying will be a suitable substitute. I'm also a bit concerned about being confined to one location. It's amazing what you can do with a crucifix. (laughs) We've all seen The Exorcist. I'm a bit of a free spirit. I didn't come up with that idea. I'm just going to keep going. And I'm not sure how nuns feel about foreign holidays or cocktails by the ancient. I (laughs) Going the there same place. <laughs> I guess I'll be the naughty nun who's sipping wine under the altar. My God, Brocard. 
Now, the former couple married last November, but things soured within months. And in the spirit of the odd arrangement, Brocard turned to an exorcist to end their marriage. Since then, Eduardo has been stalking her, driving her to a life of abstinence. She added, becoming a nun is really my final bid for freedom. Uh, If this doesn't work, then I do not know what I will do. Until she commits to a life in the convent, Brocard is focusing on her work as a singer-songwriter and has released a post-divorce tune called Just Another Anthem. Brocard said, I feel now it's the time for me to focus on my singing and songwriting. Eduardo has provided (laughs) me with a ton of inspiration, so that's something to thank him for. Honestly. Honestly, what do you say about that? She was looking for the positive of the do, outcome. Do we have there. any words that we actually... Say there is a mental health crisis in the world at the moment. Do, do, um, we, do we have anything to say about that? Look, if you go to the True Hornings podcast Facebook page, you will see a picture of Brocard on her knees. What's her real, oh, name? What's her real name, though? Oh, it's probably Sharon or something. Probably Cheryl. Cloris. <laughs> 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 Clarice. Clarice. Hello, oh. Clarice. <laughs> yeah, so, look, she's she's a good-looking sort. She doesn't have to stick around with... Her know, imaginary ghost boyfriend. Eduardo. She can, she can find something else, honestly. She is. She's finding nothing. She's oh. going to the loft. Brocard, get yourself, get yourself a fine young man and a, live a, a happy living life. One, living one. Yeah. Live a happy life, girlfriend. So um, much more. We we have a message here from Yindia Mara who said, uh, Renata's rambling was good tonight. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> also, I want to give you a shout out. Congratulations of 40 years of marriage. Oh, that's well done. Who said that? India Mara. I haven't been married for 40 years. Not to you, to him. Oh, oh God. <laughs> it's all about her every Sorry, time. didn't change the subject. <coughs> there wasn't an apostrophe or a comma. I didn't put a comma. <laughs> now, we've been away this weekend. We've come I back this afternoon. Uh, we headed off to Port Macquarie yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I had to hire a car. And fit us all in with a, with a table uh-huh. and all our gear. Because that's how people travel. That's, that's right. how we roll. That's so how people travel, yeah. We had Lisa who travelled from Sydney and we picked her up at the train station. Then we got Cousin Steve and Barb to meet us at Renata's. And yeah. we all piled into the Kluger. The Sonia Kruger. Which turned out to be very uncomfortable for the people in the back seats. I was all right. Oh, I thought you said you had a sore ass. Yeah, but I was trying to give, you know, you know how like you reposition to try and give people oh. a bit more room. I was hanging. You were being kind. You are on one butt cheek. Yeah, it was hanging. And and we had a little bit of a road trip for about three hours, headed north in the car, and lots of laughter and fun, and then Steve would be suddenly sound asleep, snoring, and then he'd snap back and he'd be laughing and carrying on again. There's weird stuff going on there with Cousin Steve, I tell you. I have to recharge my social battery. (laughs) Uh, But, yes, we headed off to a historic home, in Port Macquarie called mm-hmm. Roto or Roto House. Mm-hmm. Has anyone been there before? Anyone know of this house? Now, they don't even know why it's called Roto House. They, no. There's no information to say why it was called that, other than they think that maybe uh, the, the original couple, John Flynn and his wife, may have spent time at a place called Roto or Roto. Or Rotorua. 
No, no. It's in oh. New South Wales somewhere. So. Oh, never heard of it. Mm. <laughs> so we had booked out the uh, location for the team and uh, that's going to be our Christmas Christmas party and Christmas present to say thank you to them all for uh, helping us throughout the year. And, uh, yeah, slowly, one by one, things <laughs> happened. The stars and did not align. No, stars you? did not align, <laughs> but we ended up with uh, three yes. very faithful members who came along yep. and... Uh, Joanne and Wayne. Yes. We made, we made a, uh, a silk purse out of a sow's ear. We did. We? And uh, let me tell you, we managed to film it. We got permission to film it. And there will be a, a YouTube uh, episode coming out, maybe after we finish the New Orleans one. New Orleans. Because we've got one. We've got one more New Orleans <laughs> to yep. do. Please go watch those. They are really interesting, the stories from the people of um, New Orleans. And, yeah, we had phenomena that we cannot explain. Do, 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 do. And we caught it on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they caught it on video. Mm-hmm. And we took it to the owner this morning and took her to the room where it happened played it to her and said, can you identify this? And she went, we have nothing here that, makes, yeah. Yeah, that represents that. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And the rest of the staff too. Yeah, and now they're all freaked out a little bit. <laughs> no, they're all right. No, they're all they're right. They're okay. Uh, but we will put it together and we will um, put it out for you in a week or two. You'll see. But it depends because poor cousin Steve, he's got... Uh, he's a busy girl. He's a busy, busy girl at the moment. He's, he's got dance girl. concerts on left, right and centre. But uh, Spreading my layers quite thin. Yeah. Yep. And um, before we go to a song too, I just want to mention... Um, a member of the family uh, of one of our volunteers, uh, a couple, Mick and Vic. Um, Mick's mum is still here with us. She's, Very she's not well. Um, so we're sending our love to her. Um, and to and you guys too. Yeah, hope That's that she's time. comfortable and um, yeah, trying to get through as best as she can. Anyway, with all of that... We're going to go head off to a song, uh, and th- I'm, I may not be familiar with some of these ones. Uh, Tove Lo Habits. Tuvi Lu. Tuvi Lu. There we go. I'm glad <laughs> cousin Steve knows all this stuff. We'll be, back, up. We'll be back after this. Oh, my he hip. He's hip. You're listening to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Oh, and it's your favourite time of the week. It is the ABC of Mythical Creatures as created by Anne. Now, I was given a little bit of a challenge last week. Uh, There were some complaints about the quality of the ABC of Mythical Creatures last week when Renata did werewolves. They thought it might have been a little bit dry. Dry as a nun's throat after saying the rosary. As Bricard. (laughs) So I had a request. Doesn't take much. One person requesting will do it for me. <laughs> and I, I had the suggestion that maybe we should do Werewolf again, mm. but with one of my radio plays. Yay! So Cousin Steve requested that because he does like to put on some voices. Uh, and we, we also had a request for one of our popular characters that we used to have when we used to do the other radio plays, <laughs> and that is Hans. He's How's returning. Hans He's this returning. evening? He's, he's, he's in this dressing. Room. Oh my right. Hans, okay. Hans, this is for you. He will not be drawn out. This is for you, Hans. This is your night. 
All right, I'll be ready. <coughs> Are you limbered up? You red, leather, yellow, leather, red, leather, red. Right, we're warmed up. <coughs> right, okay. Here we go, of course, from ChatGPT. <laughs> Good evening, dear listeners. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays, where we dive into the world of paranormal with a dose of humour and a pinch Ow. of history. I'm your host, Anne, the ghost hunter with a killer sense of humour. And I'm Renata, your gifted psychic medium and resident historian. Tonight, we have a howling good story for you all, quite literally. And I'm Cousin Steve, the witty and funny guy who's always up for a supernatural adventure. So, Anne, Renata, what's on the menu tonight? Well, Steve, we've got a tale of friendship, mystery and... Of course, a werewolf. Our story takes place in the quaint town of Heidelberg, nestled deep in the heart of Germany. All those crazy Germans. Our heroine, 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 tonight is Heidi. Hello, played by yours truly. Heidi is a good friend to our central character, Hans, portrayed by Cousin Steve. Hi guys, I'm your typical goose Hans, living in Heidelberg, enjoying life and beer. But lately Hans has been acting strange. He's been disappearing on nights with a full moon and coming back with leaves in his hair and a wild look in his eyes. Aha! The full moon. That's a classic werewolf phenomenon, right, Renata? Absolutely, Anne. Full moons are often associated with werewolf transformations in folklore. But we can't jump to conclusions just yet. I'm getting very confused. Which one is the Renata, the radio announcer, and which one is Heidi, the character? We're going through the whole lot. Okay, okay. What are you talking about, guys? I've just been talking moonlit walks in today. Moonlit walks, huh? Well, let's see if Heidi can uncover the truth. One day, while snooping around Hans's place, she stumbled upon a curious silver pendant. Oh, my God! It is a silver pendant! Just like in the legends. And there's a book about werewolves that explains how silver can harm them. Right! What do you think I'm aware of because of this pendant book? Yeah! I have to find out, Hans. It's for your safety and the town's. Heidi decided to keep an eye on Hans during the next full moon. And that night, under the silvery glow, she witnesses the transformation. Oh, Oh, that tickles. What happened to me? Hans! My God! You're turning into a wolf! I knew it! I don't know if I can talk. The transformation is a classic werewolf trait, folks. But what will Heidi do now? Heidi, you have to help me. I don't want to be a werewolf. We'll find a way, Hans. But first, we need to consult the town's historian for help. 
And that historian just happens to be our one and only Renata, our expert on all things paranormal and historical. Hmm, I've researched ancient remedies and rituals to break the werewolf uh, curse. (laughs) Sorry. We'll need wolfsbane, silver, and a powerful incantation. Do you think it'll work? (laughs) Heidi and Hans embark on a quest to gather the ingredients, facing challenges and dangers along the way. And as the next full moon approaches... Tension builds. Oh, we can do this, Hans. We'll break the curse together. Oh, thank you, Harry, for being such a good friend and bringing me bread. Will Heidi and Hans succeed in breaking the curse and saving Heidelberg from the rampaging werewolf? You'll have to tune in next week to find out. <laughs> That's right, folks. Just... Join us for another thrilling episode of Spooky Sundays as we continue our hunt for the supernatural. And if you're ever in Heidelberg, watch out for full moons and moon on your moonlit walks oh. and geese. Oh, oh, oh. The end. The end for now. For now, apparently. Da, da, da. I didn't actually write in to have a oh, second look, episode. Is going to be a no. sequel? I think we're going to have to have a running story now. It's oh. called The Honking Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> a honking in Heidelberg oh, honking with Hans. Heidelberg. <laughs> Hans and Heidi. Oh. Hans is just like logged off and blocked us <laughs> and like... Oh. Uh, do we want a second part, people? <laughs> yeah, do we want a second do part? We want part do you want part two? We, we do have a suggestion the from, in Heidelberg. from Dave that there's a guest appearance by a, a famous Swedish chef. Uh, Yeah, so Lisa's uh, putting there Just imagine someone randomly tuning into the radio station right now (laughs) (laughs) You're like the old days When you listen to the wireless Oh no Listen to your stories on the wireless, kids yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's what? Yeah, part two. Yes, we need a part two. Yes, yes, yes. Because we've we left you um, hanging. Now yeah, you don't know. It's what's not Scheisenhausen. <laughs> <coughs> oh, she's dying. Quick, Phil. <coughs> you could Phil while I'm dying I'm here. Sorry. I don't know who I am anymore, Heidi or the historian. Or yeah, me. I liked how you suddenly became a vampire halfway through. I Renata! Ah, ah, ah. Oh. I was getting very confused. With I was all expecting the sleeve to go up at any moment. See, I'd never be able to um, be an actress because I can't handle the... Her continuity um, shot. No, I can't handle loves. the... Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we need to go to a song. You need to we'll recover after yes. that? All right. We'll go to a song. Russell's all worn out. All right. Mm. We'll be back soon. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. And this is the time of the evening you guys get to ask us some questions as we are paranormal investigators, ghost hunters, psychics, mediums, techie guys, and um, we, we try to do our best to give you some advice if you've got some questions about something that might be happening that's worrying you or... Um, uh, something, some phenomena that you've seen that you don't understand or something about equipment. But first off, we'll have a little hello. We've got uh, here, who's this? Aaron. Hi, Aaron. How, uh, howdy, ladies and cousin Steve. Aaron from Griffith here. Hope you're all well. Roto is uh, out my way. 
about an hour and a half northwest from here. Still loving the show. Aaron, it was you that sent me the uh, black and red woven um, uh, parachute cords, wasn't it? Because I still have those. I've still got, I'm using them for my keys and stuff. Uh, We have a question from Lee. Hi, lovely ladies. A question for Paranormal Q&A. She sent this through on Thursday. Um, Or is this? I thought we did this one about time slips. Yes, we did. We did. Okay. In that case, that was a time slip. That was a time slip. Mm. Oops. Uh, who have we got here? Uh, when you send songs into Spooky Sundays, sorry, we can't play Fairy Tale of New York this year, as it's too offensive. Anyway, here's a song about Cardi B rapping about her fanny. It <laughs> 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 was a meme he sent to her. Oh, okay. Hi, Beckaloo. Beckaloo. Hi, Anne, Renata, and Steve. I really enjoyed the video you put out about the hauntings in New Orleans. It was great to watch. Thank you. Thank you. We were so proud to put that out. I wish I could have got the sound right, but as I said, we did it on the fly and I was just grateful we could get that. And thanks to Cousin Steve for the editing. My question is, how does scepticism and critical thinking contribute to paranormal investigations? Oh, I love that question. Are there any benefits in having skeptics actively involved in an investigation? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We love skeptics. And there's very much a difference between a skeptic and a cynic. So we are all skeptics on our team. We don't have anyone really who is. Someone who 100% believes in everything that is going on without question. And that's the important thing. If you are sceptical, you're wanting to know why and how. How did this happen? How How is it possible? Is it possible for something else to make this occur rather than it just be straight paranormal? So that's the job of a sceptic. You are always questioning what has just gone on and whether there might be some normal reasoning behind it. If you are a cynic, you have core beliefs that often impinge on many different facets of your life. So you are kind of really hard-nosed with how you think about things and nothing will change your mind, absolutely nothing. You could have a a ghost walk up to you go boo in your face walk straight through you and you'd still go no that's not a ghost that's Mm. that's a hologram projection somebody's doing that yeah somebody's somebody's having a a go at me but do you know what i'm finding more and more in the field and it's it's really quite sad is that we have some paranormal investigators and ghost hunters that are cynics and they are really starting to um poop on things that people are using in the paranormal field and those people are having some success with it or they're learning how to use it. There are many people out there who don't understand what they're doing and how they're using it, but they're having a good time. And quite often by doing that, it actually leads them to gaining more knowledge. And uh, I I very sadly see um, some of the same people who just dump all over stuff that people are, are trying to do, uh, people that are um, 
naively using the equipment. So instead of encouraging them and saying, look, when you're using those apps and things, maybe go and look at the permissions, uh, find out what it's accessing on your phone and, and how the app works, they're just dumping on them and going, oh, well, that's a load of crap, that thing. And those people that listen to that, they've got no idea what they're doing. And some of the information they were presenting in their argument was actually wrong because they hadn't looked up the app uh, and learnt about the permissions and didn't know how it worked. And the the people who wrote the article had done the same thing. They were assuming things about it and not actually looking at the way the app works. We all start somewhere. We and do. And we all probably start by either reading a book on ghost stories or watching something on TV or the streaming services. And uh, we all learn along the way if that's how we want to evolve in this. Some people don't. Some people just want to have a bit of fun and that's about it. But it's when those people who just want to have fun are portraying themselves as experts at one Oh, everyone does that. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, we're doing it right now. <laughs> Everyone has the ability to have a YouTube channel um, or to be on Facebook uh, and um, put up something that they have just done. Um, you, you kind of, you can't stop that. You can't no. police it either. And it's. But this know. bitterness and this. Um, looking down on these people is not helping anyone. It's as bad as the people who just believe it all without questioning. Yeah, I understand the frustration, though. It's like orbs. We we get frustrated with orbs, but we know it can be a a stepping stone to learning. If it is a stepping stone to learning, and that's where the frustration comes in. If people, again, then become hard-nosed about something and go well this this is it this is the holy grail that's when it becomes yeah. dangerous yeah uh, you should as dave just said there he uses apps in conjunction with other experiments and when they start to um support each other and they're two completely different things and that's really interesting mm, it's interesting we just don't know how it works mm. so we should just keep trying everything mm-hmm. yep throw everything at it see what happens all right what have we got here um, Catherine said hello to all you lovely people. Hello, Catherine. She's very excited. I love that. <laughs> uh, Dave, um, on your New Orleans trip, did you get to explore voodoo culture and what did you learn? Wow, oh, didn't we just? Oh, oh, we had the most amazing experience. Um, as you would think, New Orleans has a great deal of voodoo and it has a number of different shops and you can go and, and buy shops. things. And, shops. and talk to the shop owners about some of the voodoo stuff that they have in there. Some people might steer clear because they're a little bit afraid of it. Some people might buy it because oh, it's it's a souvenir, whatever it is. But we met this beautiful, beautiful soul while we were there. Um, and Robbie. That was Roby, Robbie. Roby. And Apparently Ro- he's YouTube famous. Roby is a... Um, voodoo priest who comes from a line of voodoo priests and they were some of the first uh, to come to New Orleans uh, and establish themselves in the French Quarter and he has gone to university he has studied uh, as part of his uh, knowledge base everything about uh, a whole lot of different religions and he has quite an extended family and when we did a special tour with him, which was organised by our beautiful tour guide, Angela, 
he literally said to us, now, I know you go into all of these shops in New Orleans. I know you talk to everyone, but I need to tell you that there's really only one shop in New Orleans that will actually be the real deal when it comes to voodoo. Everything else is just for the tourist trade. And I am here and I'm going to show you what we do, what a ritual would look like from our perspective, our family's perspective and our ancestral perspective. And he led us through this beautiful uh, uh, ritual, uh, which was which they do every Sunday uh, as a big community. And uh, there were specific trees around this particular part park. And uh, they will go to each of the trees and um, say their prayers, um, say, uh, call in their ancestors, uh, give them special gifts um, and yeah it, it was completely different very much very much like modern day Wicca really mm. in the way that the um, rituals are established and what the thought processes are behind them uh, but it's very gentle <coughs> it's it's not the whole cursing thing they don't really make voodoo dolls and stab them with needles and all of this sort of stuff um, but they it, made us great great bags they did make us great bags yeah. and uh, that's where that's where it re- reminded me of the the wicker where they've got um, little pieces of cloth where they would take um, lavender to represent something and they would take rose petals to re- represent something else um, and what do you call that again the um, cotton where you use something instead of the real thing to represent that. Um, the words escaping correspondences. you. Correspondences. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, obviously you, you can't put blood into something, so you would put a piece of red cloth in to represent that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they would make up all of this stuff and then they would put some uh, different... Smelly drops. What do you call those things? Oh, words is hard. It's been a long drive today. Uh, oil essences. Yeah, oil essences. And then they'd tie it up very tightly and then knot it. And they would say their prayers over it as they were doing it. And then they'd gift that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So we ended up with two of the Grigri bags. But yep. unfortunately, we couldn't bring them back into Australia because it was containing herbs <clears throat> and rice and grains and things which mm-hmm. would be illegal. So... We um, very sadly we un- we opened up our little bags and we thanked for the, the the whatever it was and for the gifts that were offered to us and returned it to the earth and then we just took home the the piece of cloth that still had the smell yes. attached to it yes yeah yeah. Uh, but I have put into the comments with the people who are in YouTube, uh, and I'll try to put that into the live feed, um, the information down below, or the YouTube video, of Roby, um, and he gave us permission to record, record yep. it. And some of the things he was saying was so profound that it really, it was a, a life-changing experience. It was. And he's such an incredible incredibly knowledgeable person Mm. i feel like i need to sit down and listen to all of that again Mm -hmm. to take it all in again Mm. and he didn't he didn't talk down to you he talked to you yeah and everyone that was there in the group and that was a huge group there would have been over 30 people there um felt profoundly touched by what he was saying um so it was it was an amazing experience one of the most 
wonderful experiences that we had. We of had many. many. <laughs> we had many while we were there. But this this has left a, a lasting legacy, I think, on how we think about things. Yeah. And a big thank you to Cousin Steve and the team for looking after business while we were over there. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> I've got a bit of a frog in my throat. Oh. I don't know what's happened. Frog's there. legs from Louisiana. Mm. Mm. No, I did not have frog's legs while I was there. Oh. <laughs> one, of like our, one of our people did. They did. Mm. Apparently it tastes like chicken. You'll be right. No, mm. no, no, no. Mm. No. God. Nope, can't do it. I think we've all had worse things in our mouth. Anyway, well, speak so. for yourself. All right. Anyway, we're going to a song. We'll be back after this. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And we're back with our question and answer session, Spooky Chat. Uh, Renata's feeling a little unloved. She needs some more texts to come through from you guys to show her the love. 0490 And I think we need to start planning our Christmas show. I think we should have some people text through some of their favourite Christmas songs they would like to hear. Got to have a Christmassy thought of sort of theme. A thought of theme. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's a skull. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, start collecting a little list of songs to have on our final show for the year. It's the I've got something really interesting to um, tell everyone uh, because they can't use it now. But um, <laughs> when I was looking for stuff to talk about today, I actually found out, maybe you knew about it, maybe you knew about it, Hasbro for Halloween Actually, actually, <laughs> actually put out a AI Ouija board and it was available for people to use for like two days or so and then they took it off. They took it off um, and you can't use it anymore. Uh, so that was interesting. And they actually said that they did get some results. Ooh. But it became a little bit boring because you were actually kind of working against the AI. There was no tangibility in it. You yeah, weren't touching almost. a board or yeah. anything. Um, but yes, that's an cool. AI Ouija board, which is a little bit like, um, I guess, some of the uh, spirit boxes and things that we use, yeah. the apps. Very, very similar. There's some really good suggestions coming through. <laughs> Uh, all right, behind the scenes, piece of equipment explaining techniques. I like Dave's suggestion. That's really cool. Hello, Michelle from the UK. Who Hello, is watching? Hello, geezer. Hello. <laughs> Good day. Thanks for joining us. Wow, whereabouts in the UK are you from? Oh, I do love the UK. Now, can I also okay. tell you about the turning that is going on with people who are actually watching paranormal TV shows? Now, uh, Higgy Pop did a survey of uh, with over a thousand responses, and people are turning away from the shows that are just hanging on to demonic responses. Oh, hell of a Luya. So it says, do you believe that paranormal reality TV shows accurately portray paranormal investigations? And the 60% said somewhat, and 35 said no, not at all. Now, um, why do you typically f- why, where do you typically find the most credible paranormal shows? This will blow you away. Uh, 33% said YouTube channels. 
I'm not surprised. And 20% said streaming services and 18% said uh, TV, traditional TV. What frustrates you the most when watching these shows? And 64% said over-dramatisation. <sighs> wow. And 18% said inauthentic investigators. Interesting. Yeah. Now, do you think some shows exaggerate or fabricate evidence? A whopping 59% said yes often. Wow. And 39 said occasionally. And only 2% said no, never. 2%. 2%. Ah. And that would be the people who are probably fabricating it. Everyone that works at Ghost Adventures. <laughs> now, how do you feel about the number of episodes or, or shows focused on demons? 73% said too many, it's overdone. <gasps> yes. The times are changing. You. I told you they're <clears throat> It's finally turning. We have stuck to our truth and our honesty for the whole time and it's been boring because it's the reality and finally people are they've seen it. But this is the most interesting one, and okay, this okay. might be a bit of a lesson for us too. Uh, would you like to see more local folklore and legends integrated into episodes? 69% said yes. Oh, so do you want to know about mother, legends? Need you. <laughs> do you, know, you want to know about legends? Do you want to know about folklore in these areas? Everyone's seen the big places. The big places have been done to death. Yes, yeah. they yeah. have. Yep. Yeah. There's yep. no new information for people. Yep. Although it, it, everyone's still drawn to them, true. But they're doing it. They're drawn. They're drawn to it for their own personal experiences. That's not right. the TV show. Yeah, they like, they've seen it on the TV show. We all they, want to go to Waverly Hills. Yes, but not because you know everyone else has been there. We want to go there for our own experience. And I want to see if what they're talking about actually happens. True. Mm-hmm. So you don't need another person telling you the same spot stuff you can watch on three different three. Well, let's be, that's generous. Five different shows. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yourself. Out of all, because we've been to many famous places now, we've deliberately gone to a lot of the big name places. How many experiences have we had that confirm the hauntings in those locations? Very few, if any at all. Yeah. Yeah. But then we go to places like the little place we went to last night and we have something so profound happening. That we can't explain it. And we weren't looking for that in particular. No. We weren't looking for that to happen at all. That was and we, absolutely and totally left a field. And we could have actually not even realised that's what it was and um, ignored it until <laughs> someone no, said, no, 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 you, you could not have ignored I don't think, yeah. No, 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 no. But I, this is what I say about Maitland Jail too. Everyone gets so fixated on, uh, like when we do the residents and stuff, they get so fixated on, oh my God, it's a jail, there's horrible things, there's horrible things. But this is also a chance, if you're opening yourself up to you know the other side, mm-hmm. that Grandma can pop through or Arnie Cheryl or mm-hmm. someone walking down the street can pop mm-hmm. in. So don't limit yourself yeah. to just thinking location-based spirit. Like, yeah. you know, we've had some really actually profound things happen to people at the jail that have nothing to do with the jail. Yeah. 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 And some people have realised that they have some talent Yeah, yeah. um, by doing some of the experiments. And some of the experiments, uh, and we have so many varied experiments that some people can really kind of resonate. Uh, I had a young lady who just fell in love with using the dousing rods and it was the very first time she'd used them. And it was like she'd had them in her hands all her life. Yep. And so, then we had the one who um, p- 
picked a five-letter word out of the air with no um, uh, context whatsoever as the mystery word. Or I think I don't even think we told them it was an animal, did we? I can't I remember. So. I just said it was a five-letter word, and um, they they came up with the word parrot. Mm-hmm. Out of all the words, just some and some of the connections with the spaces that people get. Yeah, um, like it's, yeah. I've got yeah. to read you this, Renata. I think you're going to love this. This is from Michelle. We asked Michelle where she was from in the UK. Uh, she is in Ashford in Kent and works at Dover Castle. And we should come visit one day. Oh, oh. yes, we will. <gasps> That's it. That's an invitation. <laughs> we'll be there. We're they're, coming. They're like vampires, <laughs> Michelle. You shouldn't have let them in. <laughs> You've just opened the door. <laughs> oh. We're going to remember that. <laughs> we do like a good castle. Oh, I love a castle. Um, India Mata said, castle. can I write an email to you about dowsing rods? I have the video to prove it. Sure. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think you've got my email because you sent me that awesome book. Um, all right. We do have some texts that come through. I should. Uh, oh, she's dig- vibrating as we speak. <laughs> Maxine said she'd love to see us both for a cuppa. Oh, my oh. heavens. I don't even have time to wipe my bottom. Never mind. Have a cu- cuppa. Um, uh, what have we got there? Long time listener, first time texter. Can you give us a little hint of next year's highlighted events? First time text of my ass, <laughs> <laughs> Um Highlighted events. Are we going to Ireland mm-hmm. in March? Mm-hmm. We and, are and that that is actually growing because you are now receiving a free day where we're going to be in a castle, and we've changed. Sorry, Steve. We have changed a little bit of the uh, itinerary, so there is to more time better. on the ground doing more interesting stuff. Who wants to sit on a bus when you're in Ireland? Yeah. You just want to get from point A to point B and off you go into that space and investigate and, yeah, learn as much as you can about it. And I'll tell you what, they do ghost tours overseas so well. They are so passionate about the spaces that they have and the things that they um, talk about. It's incredible. It's a learning experience for us too as tour guides and uh, investigators who have our own spaces. I always come back really refreshed and having learnt something from the guides. Oh, bang goes the phone on the microwave. microwave. On the microwave. <laughs> on the microwave. We are, we've had a big day, everyone. It's, it's you know. Um, we do have a good question here. Do you think that around Christmas time that the spirits of your relatives pop in for the day and they'd like to think that their parents called in and said good day and, and looked to see how the family's going? You know, this is going to be my first Christmas without my dad and I am going to set a place at the table for him. Mm-hmm. It is part of our culture um, to always set a, a place at the table um, with all the stuff, knives and forks and everything is set there and that is the space. They are welcome to come and sit at the table with us and uh, enjoy Christmas. So, yes, absolutely. There's lots of Christmas ghost stories. Yeah, it's it's invitation. It's coming through and even subconsciously you're already thinking uh, days and weeks prior to uh, those few days that, you know, you're going to be missing people and you wish they were there. You wish you could see, they could see how you've changed or your grandkids or whatever. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, they're going to be there. 
beautiful. Uh, as long as they don't eat too much. <laughs> don't stay away from the crackly and prawns. <laughs> All right, guys, it is time for us to head off to a song. Top of the hour. We'll be back with more. I've got some real, true, creepy stories, spooky stories from people who have had moments with spooks. Mm. Uh, we've, we've got, got Steve's s- Creepy Corner. Cousin Steve's Creepy Corner. Creepy corner. And I'm going to be talking about vampires. Renata's ramblings. (laughs) We'll be back after this. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome back to the second hour. We almost don't have time for you because of that long song. <laughs> That's okay. There's always time for Creepy oh, Cousin Steve. Always. always. So let's go to the Creepy Corner always. straight away, Cousin Steve. Always. What are you talking about this time? So uh, welcome back to the Creepy Corner where we pop the bubble on pop culture and the paranormal. Mm-hmm. We're going back. We're, we're, we're enjoying the holidays. We're enjoying the holidays. We're going to go back to the movies mm-hmm. um, to look forward because, you know, it's, it's the holidays now. Everyone's kind of settling in for their Muppets Christmas Carol and their whatever. We're not in December yet. Yeah, I'm just it's saying. Get, it's getting close. Like, we're, we're at the base fanny end of November. There should be no Christmas trees before December 1. That's I what agree. I'm saying. Oh, I went and saw a great movie happening called... happening now. I went and saw a great movie called Thanksgiving the other night. It's a bit of a slasher, if anyone... Oh. Yeah, it's quite funny, quite scary, But that's what's next gross. for America, isn't yes. it? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's next week for America. So if you haven't seen Eli, Eli Ross Thanksgiving... Say that. But there's a little interesting trend happening again in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. We've been all over the place. Horror cinema takes a uh, good, yeah, takes a good trend and runs it into the ground. So we've had the found footage films. We've had serial killers. We've had all that kind of stuff. We've had ghosts. We've had Japanese ghosts. Mm-hmm. But now we're taking terror back. Taking terror back into the mundane. There are two films that are coming out that are very, very interesting because of where they're set. So the first one I'm going to talk about is a movie called Night Swim. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Night Swim is based on a 2014 short film by Rob Blackhurst and Bryce McGuire. And uh, it's about a... F- yeah. <laughs> it's about basically... A, shark a haunted swimming pool. <gasps> oh. oh! Now the the big screen ma- uh, remake is um is out there now. I saw the trailer for uh-huh. it, and uh-huh. it is oddly um oddly off putting because it's a game of Marco Polo in the pool in the dark as the lights flicker on and off, and there's oh. dark shadows. There's not a lot out there about the the film at the mm-hmm. moment. So uh, it's about a family that move into a new home and they, they've got this abandoned empty swimming pool that mm-hmm. they fill up. Right. And mm. they think, I think they've signed out they shouldn't have filmed up that swimming pool. Mm. But it's an interesting twist because, mm. you know, we've had external horror, as we've talked about a couple of weeks ago, and why, you know, certain ghost stories resonate and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. This is something that, you know, it's in your backyard. Yeah, it's in your backyard. I know, I remember swimming, like, as a child going, oh, like, you get, sometimes you get a little EP craze in the night time, you're like, oh, something creepy's going to happen. But it's, I think it's like the answer to what would happen if you swam in the pool at Amityville. Like, it's oh, that kind of, oh, it's oh, that, well, they had a wow. pool, we never, they, they never used it, but, you know, they did have a pool. But the other movie the big one that they're um you know is pushing now is from blumhouse which is the home of modern horror they have everything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every film and it's called imaginary 
Right. Now, the premise of Imaginary. When Jessica returns to her childhood home with her family, she finds her old stuffed bear, Chauncey, and that her stepdaughter, Alice, has grown attached to it. After Alice's behaviour becomes concerning and the games that she and Chauncey play turn increasingly sinister, Jessica starts to realise that Chauncey is much more than a stuffed bear that she believed him to be for all those years. Mm. So it's about her abandoned imaginary friend. Oh, oh I like she it. she goes back. And I had this. I I'm had having no, a Toy Story moment. I had no idea about this years ago. And I can't remember if I ever wrote it down and put it on a message board or something. But I'm like, this sounds familiar. But that's so personal. Like how often you've both raised children. Uh-huh. The, yeah. imaginary, the imaginary friends get up to some weird stuff. Uh-huh. And... We've talked about manifesting, using your energy to manifest spirits or yes. create spirits. Yeah. What if we're doing that with imaginary friends? What if that's – like kids believe so wholeheartedly in yeah. their imaginary friends until they're told not to. It's almost like the Philip experiment where they imagined a, yeah. a, a person into being. They get they get told that so-and-so doesn't exist, so-and-so doesn't exist, and they fade away into the background. But what if they – Refuse to fade. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's very interesting. Oh, I feel like I feel like that's on really that. interesting because you create you create these friends to you know mm-hmm. to support you and love you mm. and, and do all these things and you put so much dependency on an imaginary friend mm-hmm. and then they're just left. Yeah, as you, you grow, grow up, up. They, they, you grow they, up, and they, they were your support crew. They were the ones you yeah, talked to. They get abandoned, and, um, yeah. dumped, and I think that's really inter- that's a really interesting concept for something scary because mm-hmm. if you create something and then you ignore it, and then you like you've given it all this life and love and love and attention more mm-hmm. more, like, yeah, you know, focus. Like, a focus and attention. Is there je- like do we have jealous spirits mm-hmm. at, at jails and stuff at the jail and at the sites we vi- we visit because sometimes we give a lot of attention to certain entities that we believe are there. Yes, mm. and the others must be going, "Hey, yeah, I'm here. What about what me? about me? Shadow Null. Shadow Null's moment. <laughs> yeah. But it's Prefer it's very pictures. it's very interesting that you know we are." We always go inwards and outwards with horror and what scares us uh-huh. because these things exist in our house. It's not the superfluous. It's not external. Yeah, it's, it's not right no, um, the mask killer that is stalking the woods. Mm. It is, you know, the scare. Like you read Reddit, <laughs> some of the Reddit's the scary shit my kids have said to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is, this is in everyday life. Everyday life is a little bit scarier than like, we give it credit for, but we just get wrapped up. In, in the everyday of it all mm-hmm. when we don't know like if there is someone sitting mm. there like your your cat's staring at the corner for a reason folks mm. <laughs> I just I that took me this week I was like oh, there's some really great horror that you can find in your own home and that's even more horrible to that think is about. more horrible because mm. you don't know like mm. Your home is not unless you built it from the ground up, and you know it's but been even your then, land. It's there's there's been life before you. Yeah, we yep. are all just you know we all just travelers and visitors on this plane. So yeah. you never know whose space you're invading and and coming across. But if I want to know if anyone's ever had something weird happen with an imaginary friend many years later, a coincidence or something like a that, to, to let them know that hey. 
I'm still around. Knock, yeah. knock, knock. Remember me. Remember me. Text but it through to zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. We'd like to hear your story. Those are, yeah, those are two of the very int- the more interesting ones. But with with big box office horror like The Exorcist flopping, mm-hmm. we're looking for scares elsewhere. Oh, has people it flopped. Has yeah, people don't want that stuff anymore. They want the real people stories. Authentic authenticism, as we discussed. Yeah. So it's, it's funny that you've mentioned that because I've got real ghost stories from Reddit tonight. Look. It's just we're all syncopated. 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 We've got simpatico happening. Mm. Ooh, delicious. All right, we need to take a break and we'll be back shortly. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone. And I'm going to go to the 17th century here and give you a little bit of a insight on vampires. Oh, back home for a night. It is. Oh, welcome I, to the club, Steve. Yeah. Thank you. I am actually going back home because this is all about Poland and that they found the remains of a female vampire with a sickle around her throat. Oh, I saw that on the news. Yes. Oh. So a sharp sickle was placed around her neck ready to decapitate her should she jolt awake after death and a padlock was put around her big toe so it was positioned so that if she jolted upright it would cut her head off her body oh wow now that's what scientists found when they excavated the corpse of a woman they believed was suspected of being a vampire in 17th century Poland. The unnamed woman, thought to be a young and uh, thought to be young and of a high social class, given that she was buried in a silk scarf, was probably accused of being supernatural because she stood out. Experts said a large protruding tooth may provide some clues. Oh. Yep, so a professor from Poland's Nicholas Copernicus University in Turing said, um, oh, and did you know that uh, Adam Adam, um, Driver is going to play Copernicus in a new movie? Oh. There you go. Poland everywhere, yay. Uh, uh, said burials involving a sickle are extremely unusual. Archaeologists from the university made the discovery in the southern village of Pien in the Eastern European nation last month and published their findings this week. Now, ways to protect against the return of the dead included cutting off the head or legs, placing the deceased face down to bite into the ground, burning them and smashing them with a stone. Oh. Now, a, uh, in, the, in this case, a sharp scythe is not laid flat but placed on the neck in such a way that if the deceased had tried to get up, most likely the head would have been cut off or injured. The woman's exhumed remains are now being studied uh, at the university. Her burial reveals paranoia and fear around vampires and the gender politics at the time. And this is what I'm getting around to. Oh, here we go. So charges of being vampires were often made against people who didn't fit in. Anxiety about vampires came from people who were different, as was often the case in witchcraft accusations. The woman may have been singled out for her gender, a physical deformity or any social anomaly considered immoral, as people sought supernatural explanations for those they perceived as outcasts. Because God wouldn't have made them less than perfect. Mm. It is not unusual for vampiric graves to be found on roadsides or crossroads. Uh, This is because the deceased were not permitted to be buried close to others or in consecrated ground and cemeteries. 
The suspected individuals would often be buried with chains or multiple stakes driven through their bodies. T-bone? Others found in such graves may have died by suicide. The fear was that they could have wandered the earth and risen from the grave. Women were very susceptible to retaliation for any kind of accusation or anomaly, from refusing to marry, having a miscarriage or even for having their period. That her clothes indicate a high social status proves that such accusations of vampirism affected women from all stations. It was all part of this demonising of women that took place even back then. Yeah. yeah. Even back then. If you stood out in any way similar to the witch trials, to be slightly different created the same sort of hysteria. It would have been a case of accused first, otherwise you'd be accused yourself. Mm. Witch hunts are a vile thing and they haven't gone away. No, they haven't. They no. happen even in modern day culture when people gang up on someone mm. and then convince the people around them to follow their lead. So despite the 17th century medical community's relative lack of scientific knowledge about communicable diseases or mental health, the burials were performed with a great degree of pragmatism to prevent the dead from rising from the grave. Coming back as a vampire was a fate worse than death. So even with mental health issues, even with communicable diseases, you were looked upon as an outcast. And what do we do with you? We try and get rid of you as much as we can and as quickly as we can. So accusations of vampirism were common across Europe at the time, especially in what is now Serbia, Romania, Greece and Italy. The church and other authorities were systematic in investigating and exhuming bodies and hunting for evidence of vampirism, which could include a lack of decomposition, red cheeks, blood in the mouth or swollen corpses. Oh, but the corpses bloat. Yes, that the, all of those are also signs of decomposition and certain diseases that the body had. So in some respects, these were very superstitious beliefs um, and the investigative methods were very scientific. The myth of vampires has evolved over the centuries. Some historians trace their origins back to biblical references of Lilith, an apparently demonic wife of Adam who preyed on the weak and young. You know that Adam had a wife before Eve, didn't you? No. Yeah, it was Lilith. Oh, the vampire blue! Mm. You didn't do the arm, Steve. Uh, It's radio. Eve Eve, Eve was the second wife. Oh, but I didn't think you were allowed to have two wives. No, they got rid of Lilith. Only the first one's a bitch. Oh, right, okay. Did she die or was it divorce? She's (laughs) undead. So others cite the ancient Greek myth of Lamia, a blood-lusting daemon, who also fed off children. The stories are common across the world, sliding on a scale between zombies and transformative bats, but they generally have some elements in common. Experts say such as an association with blood feasting on the living and being contagious. A padlock was also attached to the big toe on the left foot (laughs) of the remains of a female vampire unearthed in Poland. Habito. Vampires have long fascinated the modern imagination from Bran Stoker's Dracula to the television hit Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Twilight and movies and the popular children's animation Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. We are naturally drawn to dark stories because they explain centuries-old interest in vampires. 
Isn't that interesting? It is. I'm going to get buried with a lock on my toe. Ooh. Now, just they'll dig me up. Give it a bit. One more thing. One more. One more. In some parts of Europe, bodies may be cut in two down the middle, oh. or the head sliced off, or a stake driven through the corpse to pin it down. Delicious. In Chinese oh. accounts, one way to keep a corpse immobile is to bury it with rice, since the undead like nothing better than to count rice grains. That's right. Grains. They've got to count. Them. I've seen. Yeah. Seen that, yeah, mm. and, it, and it dries them out, yeah, like your phone. You drop it in the toilet. <laughs> Similar accounts have been found in Europe with seeds being sprinkled inside graves for suspected vampires to count until the sun comes up. They talk about that too with the protection of, of babies Tomorrow. to put a bowl of rice or seeds. I haven't seeds. heard that when they choke on it. No, put, cot. <laughs> put it somewhere so if there is um, a a revenant that would come around to attack the child, yeah. it will be drawn to that area. And Did you say revenant ha- or reverend? He's not talking into revenant. the microphone again. And have to count the rice. Yes. I thought and you were supposed to spill it or something. Discombobulated. Thank you very much for talking all the way through it. Fried rice. Hey, look, we now, didn't talk to the very end. <clears throat> there is incidentally nothing odd in the revenant being a woman, Rady, wow. uh, said in the Polish case quite Quite why the locals feared the woman might uh, become undead is unknown. Possibly something as simple as dying violently by falling off a cart. Anyway, we're we're going to a store. We're going to a Hang on, there's a comment for you. Yeah. If we're allowed to say it now. Yes, you can. Oh my God, Renata. I didn't know Lilith was Adam's first wife. All those years of church drumming it in, and they never mentioned his first sore no, rib. Of course they would. Spare rib. Sore. No. sore rib. You know why? Because Lilith talked back. Yes. Lilith talked back. She mm. said, Excuse me, but yeah, you're not going to treat me. She like was that. the good one. <laughs> anyway, we're she going to a good old Beatles song. We'll be back shortly. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone. And you have a true ghost story for us. I do. I thought I'd dig around on Reddit because Renata had mentioned Reddit and I thought, I've never actually gone into Reddit very much and looked at the stories. Oh, God, help yourself. So I'm heading down the rabbit hole of ghost stories in Reddit that have really happened to people. And I found some very interesting ones that have only been added in the last 24 hours. And the one I've chosen today is the Unexpected Ritual. Now, this was posted by Shocking Grayman. Um, Yeah, so here we go. In the heart of 1970 Singapore, where my childhood unfolded, our house stood just a stone's throw away from the Christian cemetery. The mornings were shrouded in an eerie tranquility, and yet this proximity never discouraged my early excursions with my father. Together we sought solace in the cemetery's embrace, a haven adorned with trees and an oasis of peace. It was during those pre-dawn hours when solitude reigned supreme that the cemetery truly revealed its mysteries. Mm, The darkness within those cemetery grounds held no fear for me. Instead, it became a canvas for my childhood adventures. Amongst the tombstones, hide-and-seek echoed countless times an innocent game amidst the resting souls. However, 
even in this familiar terrain, there existed a place I dared not approach. A hidden village nestled deep within the cemetery's bosom. Cloaked beneath a dense canopy of trees, it perpetually shrouded itself in an inexplicable mist. Legends whispered of traditional Malays dwelling in the clandestine hamlet, living without electricity or gas, or even more terrifying terrifying for you, Steve, internet, (laughs) (laughs) relying on wood for cooking and oil lamps for illumination. It was a dark, stark contrast in the modern cityscape of Singapore. Fueled by curiosity, I embarked on a daring adventure, pedalling towards the mystery veiled within that hidden village. They're on the push bikes like oh, the kids. On the treadley. Yep. As I approached the village entrance, an unexpected mist greeted me. <laughs> an odd occurrence in the typically hot Singapore midday. Ugh. Summoning courage. I pushed through the chilling fog, reducing visibility to a mere haze. Deeper into the village, darkness enveloped me, revealing shacks and huts crafted from primitive materials. Some lacked doors, heightening the sense of the uncanny. The mist thickened, forcing me to dismount and proceed on foot pushing my bicycle through the haunting atmosphere. Amidst the gloom, one hut emitted a warm glow, its candlelight beckoning me. Drawn to the illumination, I pressed forward. As I did, the weather shifted. A sudden drizzle transformed into a torrential downpour. Wiping my eyes, I found myself standing before the hut, as if it had materialized out of thin air. Smoke billowed from burning candles inside, creating an illusion of fire. Stepping forward, my entire being was inexplicably pulled into the hut. The smoke dissipated, revealing a ritual in progress. Villagers adorned in tribal costumes with unnaturally elongated tongues chanted in an unfamiliar language. Hello. Glass (laughs) bottles littered the scene containing deformed baby fetuses suspended in cloudy ethanol alongside entrails. Panic set in. Oh! And as I attempted to flee, my legs felt rooted to the ground. A warm liquid trickled down my legs and horror consumed me. The chanting crescendoed, blurring my vision. A boy my age appeared, raising his arm, yet I felt nothing. Vision fading to black, the echoes of the chant lingered in my ears. Gradually... Regaining consciousness, I found myself back home, safe in my bed. Overwhelmed with relief, I embraced my parents, tears streaming down my face. Despite the bizarre encounter, I never questioned my parents about my rescue. I simply wished to erase the event from my memory. Years passed in silence until one day... Returning to the cemetery with my father, I saw the boy again. Don't look in his eyes. Don't look in his eyes. Strobe lights flashed. 
recalling the horrifying images imprinted in my mind. Panic seized me and I called out to my father. His gaze met the boys. Hello. <laughs> a little older now. But the familiarity struck me. They exchanged waves. And I questioned my father about the boy. Nonchalantly, my father revealed that the boy had fallen off his bike years ago and he had found and carried him back to the village. The revelation sent shivers down my spine as the insignificant event resurfaced with haunting implications. Reference, the fetuses in the bottles are a manifestation of black magic, voodoo and traditional practices in various uh, Australian, Asian cultures still prevalent today. Oh. Sounds like the hut that they stumbled across was the remains of one of those all-you-can-eat pizza huts. Oh. Yeah. It's a pizza hut. Bottles oh. everywhere mm. with entrails. Long tongues. Everyone look at <laughs> Where's the garlic bread? Isn't yeah. that a great story, though? It is. Yeah. Now I really so want to go was to it a dream or um, they said he said he was rescued? Mm. So... There's no talk about how he was rescued. The boy is there, but I I don't quite work out how the ending fits. They didn't think that far ahead. Mm. <laughs> mm. That right. seems like a real one to me. Yes. yes. Let's go with a song, and you guys can just think that over while you're listening. Feed us a feed us. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone, to the last... Oh, I thought we were going to a sex show then, the way she was saying that. <laughs> to the last gasp. The dying of Spooky Sundays. To still Louise's job there. Spooky Sundays tonight, that last tonight. moment. The death all, rattles of the show. we all get together and talk about what's coming up. Talk crap. Right. Yes, so we we did start earlier on. Um, I think Dave did say what's coming up for the, the next year, and we did get to Ireland and we squirreled That's off into something else. <laughs> uh, so we have Ireland. We have um, New, uh, not New Orleans. Uh, no, it's now it's, we oh, are North changing American. it to the New England oh, uh, featuring Salem for <gasps> Halloween because it was going to be ridiculously expensive, like three times the original that price because... Right. It's, it's Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. the month of October, and everyone wants to be there. Yeah, so we starts will, in September. There, yeah. Halloween starts in September. We will <laughs> be going into Salem. That will happen, um, but we're not staying in Salem because it would price it out of the budget. So we've found some. Uh, Maria's been searching for other awesome places around the area mm-hmm. where a lot of the the history of the the witches and everything started mm-hmm. and we're going to be staying in haunted hotels there'll be instead of the holiday inns we're going to be staying in haunted locations which mm-hmm. is going to be really exciting but there's other stuff other than witches involved in that tour as well oh, there's going to vampires and quite ghosts. famous places we, yes, are. we are they're um being organized for us is a very well-known, incredibly scary location, possibly for the Halloween night. We are just, we are just 
dotting the I's and crossing the T's and getting it in writing. I want to go. I know. I want to go real bad. We're trying to work out the logistics for it because it is a smallish place and we want everyone to get a chance. But I think we've worked it out. We've just got to... Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that. Um, We're also going to go to the place where Hocus Pocus was filmed. Yes. There's some great sites around Salem that that feature in Hocus Pocus. They do... They. They do it right. They like uh, there's an obvious reason why they people come to Salem at yeah. Halloween yeah. and but they I, do it yeah. right. I they, have they to they tell you all right. that the, that that uh, New England trip is going to be more expensive than our Ireland trip. So if you do want to come and travel with us, Sh- jump onto the Ireland pettish. one um, because we we're going to Lep Castle, we're going to Charleville yeah, Castle, crazy. we're we're going to Duckett's Grove. Uh, yes, there's a podcast coming out about that yes. one. Yeah, we didn't even go. know. Um, yeah, and we're also there, there was one other thing we were trying to get our foot in the door to speak at something in America, but we haven't heard back from them. Mm-hmm. <gasps> uh, and we're also <laughs> going to be doing some uh, collaborations. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 So hopefully we will be collaborating more with someone that we did collaborations with. Oh, I wonder who they, that could be. They stepped away to have a child. How do they? But now that baby Atticus is born. Oh, now they know who it is. They <laughs> are ready once again the to. The are coming out of retirement. Trip the light fantastic yep. with the ghost grannies. Yep. And um, we've got some cool locations. Some yep, locations. So hopefully that will be happening next year. Yep. We're going to do a little bit of a collaboration with somebody else um, in Australia. Australia as well. Yeah, in America. And in America as well. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a full-on year. You never know what you're going to see, hear or smell with the ghost grading. No. <laughs> no. I think we may actually, at the end of the year, this uh, – uh, I keep saying New Orleans um, – the, the New England is that we'll be over there for – two weeks-ish for that mm-hmm. and then we're meeting up with our American collaboration and then possibly an Australian collaboration as well so we could be over in America for four to five weeks Oh gosh, please buy us coffee <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you'll be in America, at least I'll be bucket sized you'll oh, be okay yeah. <laughs> But we also have something else that we are um, we're <laughs> we are trying to get out and it's not Steve's fault it's ours um, we are sort of launching a new style of video coming out on YouTube and it, something spooky something spookier a little bit more serious uh, we love the misadventures and everything they are still continuing but we have one coming out called the dark side and we did a bit of travel last year to a few haunted locations where we did some serious investigations it's still got a little bit of our sense of humor in there Uh, but we are going to try and launch it this week it comes down to time we've got to get the last part of our new orleans uh trilogy out of the haunting of New the Orleans. The trinity of New Orleans. Yeah, it's a trinity. That's yeah. right. Look at me. I know <laughs> what I'm doing. Don't roll your eyes, um, Renata. <laughs> and yeah, so if we can get that one, because that one still has to be edited up and poor cousin Steve, he's under the hammer at the moment. Uh, we might be able to get the dark side, which is ready to go. There are a few episodes of the dark side yes. that, are, that are ready. So we are going to be trying to get an episode out a week. 
oh, of either uh, the dark side or our um, misadventures or stuff. We got so. lots of stuff. So if you if you don't already go onto YouTube, we need some YouTube love. Yeah, yes. we do. Yes. We YouTube, and there are thousands of hours worth of stuff. You can go down a rabbit hole. There's all the stuff that you guys did, like um, Ghost Hunters React. There's yep. interviews yep. Mm-hmm. with Christian Hull, with... Mm-hmm. With Isaac, um, Isaac. Yeah. there's there's lots of stuff. So if you enjoy Spooky Sundays, you're gonna love the YouTube channel. Yes. It, there's so much stuff there, <clears throat> and all, all of your stuff, all your appearances on like the Today Show yep. and stuff like yep. that. Yeah, yeah, we've been on TV many times. Yeah. It's all on there. Well. Put links up for you, and uh, yeah, please join us on YouTube. Like, follow, share, and smash that subscribe button. We need to build that channel because that's where we're heading next year. That is our focus. We are building our YouTube channel, and uh, we we want to make that our main source of income. And the only way we can do that is with you guys subscribing. We want to go viral, but not for the STDs. All right, we need to get off, we guys. Do. So uh, once again, thank you very much for staying with us and listening for um, to all of our beautiful ghost stories. Thank you, Cousin Steve. Stay. Thank That's you, Auntie right. Anne. Thank no you all worries. for being here. We are saying good night for tonight now. Remember, stay spooky. See you on the dark side. Arrivederci. Uh, be frightfully good. Don't be, be a, a dickhead. dickhead. Bye. 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 Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm only on Newcastle Live.